Once again, it's time for And Now the Good News, a weekly exploration of the good news happening in the world. Hi, I'm your host, Reverend Robert Brzezinski, and each week I explore and share the stories of hope and love and inspiration that have caught my eye in the past week. We'll explore exactly how we can create a world that works better for everyone. So get ready, it's time. And now, the good news. And hello again, dear ones. Reverend Robert with you here. Episode number 63 of And Now the Good News, our weekly look at the good news stories that remind us we really are creating a world that works better for everyone. And that includes our furry pets and even our wild creatures as well. A story I found here, firefighters in California were able to rescue a small mountain lion cub. Uh, The cub was believed to be about four to six weeks old, is currently at the Oakland Zoo recovering from injuries associated to the wildfires. Now, normally a cub would spend a couple years with its mother learning how to survive in the wild, uh, and the firefighters did not locate the cub's mother. So uh, they brought the cub off the mountain and got it into the hands of the California Department of Fish and Wildlife. The Oakland Zoo adopted the cub and helped to do uh, the triage and, and get the cub back on its feet, as it were, and moving around. And the, uh, the cub looks like it's going to survive. So good news there. And if this next story sounds a little familiar, it's because it is. A few weeks back, I shared a story of a puppy dog, a dog that got stranded on the rigging of a oil rig, a, an offshore oil rig. Well, this pup didn't get quite so far from home. Uh, but a bridge inspection worker, Ryan Nataluk, was uh, working alongside his crew on Sunday afternoon, and one of his bridge engineers, Craig Jenkins, noticed that there was something kind of strange on the Natchit Vidali Bridge, and it was a dog. Definitely. He, at first, he thought it might have been a, a raccoon or something like this. Nobody's really sure how this pup got into the under-rigging of the bridge, but he did. And uh, luckily for this doggy, these folks, these guys knew what they were doing, were able to, to harness the dog up and get him off the bridge and get him into the hands of the proper authorities. And he has since uh, been uh, adopted and renamed Lucky. I love how this works. Even our furry creatures are safe and secure in the arms of spirit. And you know that goes for the honeybees as well. Now, you may remember that there's been a lot of stories about honeybees over the last several years and the population decreases. Uh, Well, Maine, the state of Maine, has seen a 70% increase over the last two years in its honeybee population. Uh, There's been a, a an increase overall of 14%. So Maine, you know, winning the race. But Michigan also saw a 50% increase. Texas increased by 38%. These studies were done between January 2019 and January 2020. Uh, Texas's was from January to June of 2020. So this is all this past year that we're seeing an increase in the honeybee population. Looks like maybe there's another good unintended consequence of this whole lockdown and and COVID experience. 
here's another species making a comeback during this time of reset and renewal and reimagining what life's going to be. And, you know, speaking of reimagining what life's going to be, this is like a long story, and we've been following this one for a while, right? The idea that enzymes can break down plastic and do it a lot in a lot shorter amount of time. We're talking weeks instead of, or hours, excuse me, instead of weeks. So uh, an English scientist, he's been on the job doing this in other ways, Professor John McKeon from the Center for Enzyme Innovation at the University of Portsmouth. Uh, now, back in 2018, he created in the lab something that uh, what it does is it speeds up the depolymerization of single-use plastics and PETs. This is one of the, the most uh, targeted kind of plastics that we need to get rid of. Now, along the way, his discovery led to another breakthrough at the University of Toulouse where uh, scientists extracted an enzyme from composting leaves. And that was able to depolymerize the plastic in about 10 hours when it was heated up to 70 degrees Fahrenheit. You've also heard us on this program report on a French company named Carbios. And they've taken this technology and are laying the groundwork for market applications uh, targeting 2024-2025. Well, wouldn't you know it, Professor McGeehan takes it even another step further and has created now a, a super enzyme and kind of put all these different enzymes together and created what uh, some are calling an enzyme cocktail to break down these plastics. There's a lot more information here than uh, I think I'm scientifically <laughs> inclined to fully understand, uh, but it, it's really exciting information. I encourage you to check it out. Check out the associated links that go with this story, and I will make sure to leave the links to that story in the notes of this program. Just check out our show notes wherever you get your podcasts, and the links will be there for you to follow. And on another great story... A company in California is bringing microorganisms from the ocean together to convert methane into physical material, and then using that material to make a single-use line of cutleries and straws. The company's called New Light. They hope their technology is uh, going to take a long way in taking plastic straws and other single-use plastics out of the plastic stream, out of our our uh, stream of, of waste and they call it air carbon they take greenhouse gas and um, they photo kind of photosynthesize it right that's what happens in plants but they're harvesting methane from an abandoned mine in california they add the gas to uh, a gallons of seawater and millions of microbes the microbes consume the methane turn it into a meltable energy source, which uh, New Light then promptly extracts and dries into a fine white powder that's dishwasher safe, carbon negative, and ocean degradable. Weaning, when these things are done, they go right back into the ocean from which they were born. And the salt water, the seawater, will take, will biodegrade them. <laughs> Crazy ideas. Never would have thought of this stuff. 
and yet now we're seeing it. it's becoming reality and uh, there's no information here on when we might see these in the general market however uh, they're working on them hard and working on them fast and air carbon by new light keep an eye out for it and even old industries are being re-envisioned and remade uh, in New York City, which has actually become a strong proponent of and have very progressive recycling laws and sometimes very restrictive <laughs> recycling laws, uh, one of the places that's been impacted is the fabric industry. Well, uh, a young woman, Jessica Schreiber, she's the founder of Fab Scrap. She was working in the industry, realized there was this need for a way to recycle uh, fabric scraps and stuff like that started a nonprofit, had 20 clients in the first year, now is managing the waste of over 400 different brands. And the work she's doing has, has resulted in over 600,000 pounds of textiles and fabrics that did not make it into a landfill. Pretty wild stuff. According to the Environmental Protection Agency, textile and fabric represent 5% of total landfill space. She's taken a big cut of that out of the landfills. Right on. Congratulations, Jessica. Great work. Real good work out there. Hey, a few more stories before we wrap up today. Uh, something I really like the sounds of. California Governor Newsom signed an order that bans the sale of new gasoline cars in the state of California by 2035. Setting, setting an example, taking a lead to eliminate greenhouse gas emissions, especially from vehicles in the most populous state in the nation. Uh, now what this does is this means that the car companies have 15 years left to sell gasoline engines. After that point, they can't sell any more gasoline engines in the state of California. Uh, you could still buy a gasoline engine on the used market in California. They're not gonna do anything away with that. They'll still have the used market, but it is a step forward in uh, pushing car companies and pushing the innovation. I believe people want to drive electric cars. I believe people would rather drive electric cars and the technology is rapidly becoming available to do so. And this just pushes everybody to make sure that that keeps happening. Good work, California. Good work as well out there. All right, I think our fun story of the day, this one really caught my attention. Uh, Wesley Hamnet. He uh, lives over in the UK. He pedaled a bicycle from Glasgow, Scotland to Manchester, England. Now, it isn't all that special of a, of a concept, except that what Wesley had planned to do was ride 1,200 miles this summer from Russia to his home in Lancashire. Well, that didn't happen because of COVID, so he got this idea to ride his daughter's pink bicycle the 200 miles from Glasgow to Manchester. Bike cost about $26, had 12-inch wheels. He blew out eight tires along the ride. Uh, I can only imagine how it said, you know, the article says a grueling cycle, which included a six-hour-long stretch. I can only imagine how many hours overall to do 200 miles on a 12-inch girl's $20 bike. Did it all for charity, uh, bringing awareness, uh, uh, raising awareness for uh, for various charities. It says uh, the Macmillan Cancer Support, Christine Charitable Fund, British Heart Foundation, and Weathershaw Hospital. 
charities as well. Raised over 10,000 American dollars, over 8,000 pounds sterling to make this happen. What a great story. Congratulations, Wesley. I don't know that I would do 200 miles on a kid's bike uh, to make that happen, but uh, you did it, sir, and, and I appreciate you, and, and I, we honor you for that. So, All right, last story of the day. I found this one. Kudos to my adopted home state of Colorado. The city of Rifle has instituted a new humanity restoration crew. The city council uh, instituted this crew. The goal is to spread kindness, friendliness, and just get people to acknowledge one another again. And they have masks and t-shirts and signs, all encouraging people to post on videos of how they are being friendly, kind, and getting to know people again in their community. Congratulations, Rifle. What a great concept. What a great idea. I'd love to see this spread into some other communities and, and areas of our country as well. Here's an idea. Maybe we can get a committee to restore humanity in our political system. Ooh, now there's an idea. Hey, I'm going to, with that, I'm going to let you stew on that thought for the rest of the week. Let's get out there in the world, make it a great day. And if you find a good news story you'd like to, to cover, here on the show, send an email, info at ntmedia.org. We'll take a look at the story and perhaps feature it on one of our upcoming shows. That's all I've got for you this week, folks. Until next time, go forth and be love. You've been listening to And Now the Good News, a part of the New Thought Media Network. Available exclusively at New Thought Radio. Join us, patreon.com forward slash New Thought Radio. Positively inspiring. <laughs>